What's up, what's up everyone? Welcome to another week of The Golink Show. My name is Ben, the host and founder of Golink. Golink is a supportive community of growth junkies and life learners embracing weekly challenges. Each week we find a new way to level up and learn something new. So it could be a cold shower, waking up at 5 a.m., a kind act, taking yourself on a date, journaling, meditating, various fitness activities, and much more. These challenges are inspired by mission-driven brands that align with our values. So if you're crazy like me and you love to level up and you're always looking for ways to evolve and grow and step into your fullest potential, then Golink is just for you. Join us every week on social media to participate in these weekly challenges. Embrace the challenge with me at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast, recounts experiences from life enthusiasts with a unique perspective. So they could be a mother, a teacher, business owner, coach, entrepreneur, somebody with many years of experience, or someone just stepping into their arena. Wherever they are in life's journey, we all have a story to tell. So we delve into the struggles that we come across during our journey. How do we find the will to make it through? What role does failure play in our lives? What tools and lessons have we learned from those difficult experiences? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. Yo, yo, girl junkies, welcome my dude, Jeremy McGrew, to the Goaling Show because he is on a mission to go from last to first. A few years ago, Indianapolis was ranked the unhealthiest major city in America. So he and his tribe at Indy Fitness Mag have a goal to go from the least healthy city in the nation to number one in the next 10 years. And I'm so down for big audacious goals like this and this dude is an unapologetic hustler with a great business mind you know we're going to talk about his failures and lessons learned along the way but one thing that blew me out out of the water was why in the world does he practice one sleepless night a week yes he literally has a designated night for not sleeping so listen to find out why and beyond the hustle he praises his he praises how pivotal his wife has been in the journey which i'll always respect and love that and how he has learned to ask for help because asking for help is strength it takes courage it is not weakness welcome my dude jeremy to the golden show let's dive in all right everyone welcome to the golden show jeremy how we doing my man i'm great man it's beautiful here in indy nice to have you in town dude i know um thanks for coming out thanks for driving out to the good old airbnb with the kitchen in the background um whether you're watching or listening and for real, like it means a lot. I know you're a busy dude. You're on the grind. You're on an incredible mission. And let's jump straight into that because you have a lot to say. And why I already connect with you is because your focus on enjoying the process and being real about it. And you're not afraid to share what you've learned or are learning. And I love that. And because I definitely resonate with that. So let's talk about your the mission that you're on right now. So the last to first, I love this idea. So what is that? What does that mean? Yeah. So, um, I started the indie fitness magazine with my partner and best friend, Ryan Striebel. Um, the reason that we started was because Indianapolis was the unhealthiest major city in America. No, like let's, okay, let's just stop right there for a second. Cause that's crazy. Yeah. Like when I read that, so out of a hundred cities, right? So, so it, was, it used to be out of 50 and they upped it to 100 and we still really <laughs> didn't improve. I think we went up one spot the first year uh, they, they grew it to 100. So yeah, Indy out of the major cities. Okay, that's, yeah, keep going. That's crazy. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, it was the the big or the unhealthiest major city in America, and after college, I had you know hundred thousand dollars in student loans so i did the responsible thing and started a company instead of getting a job um but i learned a lot in that process it ultimately failed lost a lot of money um but i ended up learning how to make a lot of noise online i learned Mm -hmm. about you know how to do social media marketing how to create kind of a tribe vibe Mm -hmm. um and that's really been our bread and butter so we've just kind of created this platform for fitness leaders or leaders in our space to kind of come together and we've created this mission and everybody's kind of gotten behind it, and that's been the absolute secret to why we've grown so much. Yeah, so the Indie Fitness Mag. What were you doing? What was the business you started that failed? So my, my original business was, uh-huh. um, so I was in, I was hungover in college one Friday morning. <laughs> I watched the movie. Friday morning. Yes, yes. Not Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, there we Friday go. morning for sure. <laughs> um, and I watched the movie. It was about the, the financial collapse. And I was like, man, I need to be rich. So I'm going to start a company. And so I I went to school for healthcare administration. We were in, in this class I was in, we just so happened to be talking about, um, wellness programs for, for work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm going to start a wellness company and we're going to go into these places and we're going to sell them programs and we're going to be rich. Yeah. Did all this entrepreneur math, like 20 times 100 times 16 times 100 times 12 months a year. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be a millionaire next year. Uh, it didn't work out like that. <laughs> and so we pivoted. We became a mobile app company. We were trying to build mobile apps. We got one about halfway done before we ran out of money, time, and energy. Mm. And uh, How long was that process from beginning from <laughs> Friday morning to running out of money and time uh, and energy? About a year and a half. Um, it was... It should have ended after about six weeks, but... Really? I'm one of those that's just going to not stop until like I have no options. Yeah. And I can tell, which, I mean, that's a great and sometimes a bad thing too. Oh yeah. Like what is from that process besides like learning how to, you know, market and do social media. And I think like if you would have stopped six weeks, six weeks into it, you wouldn't have gotten those lessons though. Not even close. The actual, the reason I was able to earn the social media skills is kind of by accident. Um, Mm. I was trying to learn how to build our Twitter. This is back before Twitter had its, uh, resurrection, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And so I started growing this account and I did Indiana University history. It was called Hoo Hoo History. And so mm-hmm. what I did was I just went into the archives of Indiana University and mm-hmm. I basically just stole all their old pictures and started tweeting them. <laughs> uh-huh. And then people started retweeting them. And then one night, I think it was the night that we beat Kentucky and they were like undefeated. And um, I, I sent out this tweet and then like it just went freaking viral, I guess. Few had like mm. a few hundred retweets around Indiana, and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is how this works. So I just kept mm. building some skills and building some skills. Finally, I transferred that you know the basic principles that I learned over to Instagram, and my partner and I were working on sports history or sports historian is what it was called. And then he says, my partner was like, I'm going to start a fitness account. I'm like, that's a terrible idea. There's so many of those. It's nothing but booty pics. It's so it's funny. Nowhere. How long ago was that that you said that's a terrible idea? <laughs> three years ago. Which is funny, right? Yeah. That you even said that three years ago. Yeah. So I think that's a lesson because someone's going to say that now. It's too saturated. Don't do it. Yeah. No matter what, it's like, just start, man. Amen. And so like, there's this, this thing whenever, so there's two things that will help you stand out if you're going into a saturated market. One, uh, Seth Godin calls it being like a purple cow, like standing Mm -hmm. out, be, be different, like stand for something that's different than what everybody else is saying. And then another one is to just build a vibe where people can rally around it and build it for you. Mm. 
that's the most important part is like people are going to build your account for you. You're not going to just build it yourself. You can, yeah. but it just, it takes a lot of man hours. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, Seth Godin, uh, Godin is like the marketing guru of this gen, like of this generation, yeah, this and most generations. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. So, and you've also, so Indie Fitness Mag is like definitely like the hub, but you've also started in other cities, correct? Yes. Yeah, so we kind of, we learned a lot and we're like, hey, people really care about their city and they care about helping people. Just like the people that are in the fitness industry, they're not mm -hmm. in it to make a lot of money and most of them don't, but they are there to help people. Mm -hmm. So whenever you have a mission that people can get behind like ours, it can be easily replicated. Like uh, in Fort Wayne, for instance, we're in Fort Wayne and like five other cities. And the biggest thing is like people want to help their city and they want to help people. Well, I can get behind that mission. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And that's been where it's. Yeah. So I'm not from Indiana. And so how big is Fort Wayne? Fort Wayne, I think is right around a quarter million. Okay. So decent. Yeah. Decent but it's, size. it's second biggest city. Okay. So second biggest city. And yeah, that's cool, dude. And so last to first, which means you are, you literally want to go to the number one healthiest city. Yeah, so when we started, we we knew we were probably going to expand, but we want all roads to come back to Indianapolis. Um, just because we're from here, we care deeply about our mission here. But mm -hmm. yeah, going from last to being first, takes, it's going to take a lot, but our goal is for 10 years. Uh, 10 years, we're going to go from last to first. Yeah, that's crazy, man. 10 years, and like, why? Why do you care about it? That's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, on a personal note, I want to be somebody that's a leader wherever I'm at and I want to, you know, help raise other people up. One of my favorite quotes ever is, uh, do well by doing good. Mm. So make money by doing good for others. Mm -hmm. Um, so that just, it kind of fits into that for me. Um, and I just, I'm really passionate about technology and fitness kind of combining together. Eventually it'll be like more technology and personal health, but uh, fitness is kind of like the grassroots of where all that starts. Mm -hmm. So that's what we'll be, where we'll be starting. Yeah. It's funny. So coming here, like I didn't, you know, I never know what to expect. It's my first time in Indy and I completely understand why it is considered the, like one of the unhealthiest, like not because it's like, holy crap, everyone's fat, you know, or like, <laughs> well, you're in this part of town. Like, it's not even that bad. Go, wow. go like 20 miles out of here. And that's bad. what I'm thinking too, right? Yeah. Is like, I'm people, I'm surrounded myself with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. So I still haven't seen it because yeah. like you see what you want to see. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm, but why I know that is because I was working, I worked out at, um, Indy city barbell. Yeah. Great gym. And, uh, I was talking to the owner, Steve and I was like, okay, man, like, where can I go get a smoothie? He's like, uh, there's not really any, really any spot. I was like, what? And so I, I eventually, I think I found this. Yeah. I found a spot. Like I went to like whole foods or whatever, mm -hmm. but I recently found out like that whole foods was only there like a year ago, Yeah, you know, but there are lots of cool things like happening. So I think you're in a really like perfect time. Cause you wouldn't have been able to do this 10 years ago. No, not even close. We are in a good time, but a lot of the things like, people weren't aware. Like we've had a lot of different things going on in the city. People just weren't aware of it. Mm -hmm. Us building out our platform, building out our audience has brought a lot to the forefront and now a lot we're of seeing, awareness. Yeah. A lot of awareness. And now we're seeing people starting their own things mm -hmm. that are using our platform to grow. And that's exactly that's why so we cool, started. Dude. Yeah. It's a good feeling. We had a, uh, there's a group called the canal squad. 
just started a couple of weeks ago and we've kind of been working with them and they had 40 people at their workout last week, you know, a couple of weeks ago they had two. Uh-huh. So it's, it's really cool for us to be able to offer our audience to help towards our goal and seeing other people take initiative to help yeah. make our goal happen. And what that is, is it's a work outdoor workout at the canal because yep. in downtown there's a cool canal out running this morning there with Jordan. Uh, nice. Okay. <laughs> so, so like that was like a really cool spot. That's been my favorite spot that I've seen. And I love your focus on community and working together. Do you ever get stuck in like a scarcity mindset though of kind of just like, or competitive of like, man, they're trying to do something and I want to do better than that. Do you ever get in that trap? I was thinking about this earlier. Um, whenever I was brushing my teeth about I don't know, 40 <laughs> minutes morning. ago, 40. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, and I was thinking, you know, there's been times where I'm be, where I've, you know, selfishly thought, well, why didn't they ask me if I could help? Like yeah. I'm, we're the ones that have the audience. Like, why would they not use us? And, but then, you know, I auto, I correct myself. I'm yeah. like, no, this is exactly what we want. I don't care mm-hmm. if somebody's going, you know, if, if there's, there's been a couple of new competitors, if you will, mm-hmm. that have popped up. And at first I'm just like, what are you, what are you trying to do? <laughs> but then yeah. I realized like at the end of the day, it all goes back to this one mission that's bigger, yes. bigger than Indie Fitness Mag. Yes. It's about our city. So like, hell yeah, do it. Dude, I love it, man. And that's, like I just got chills because sometimes I get stuck in that, right? But I actually just posted like a, who knows, man, maybe the same time you're brushing your teeth, we were on the same vibe. Like I posted, <laughs> I posted a story like, dude, like Oprah can't reach everyone. Ellen can't reach everyone. Like, like you need your voice heard. Like not everyone is going to resonate with me. Not everyone's going to resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Like talk, like be, whether it's in your family, in your office, just in your community. It doesn't have to be the world. Just like, just like try and make a difference, man. Amen. And it's important to realize that not everybody is going to vibe with your message. Like Mm -hmm. our message is like, yeah, we want you to be healthy. We want you to be fit and active, but like we also drink beer and go out and have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, we're just like normal people that are trying to bring a group of people together. So people vibe with that, but there's some people that are like, Oh, I, I never drink. I'm I only eat this. I don't eat that. And that's just not our voice. We don't, so we don't, we don't really worry about those people. Mm-hmm. And as far as like competition, like nothing will sharpen your saw like a little competition. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, so you, how long ago was it that you quit your nine to five? Uh, <laughs> um, 14 months ago, I actually just tweeted about this. I think last week I was like, Hey, mm-hmm. I just want to give myself a shout out, uh, <laughs> 14 that. months of not listening to people tell me to get a real job. And the hardest part about leaving a job that pays well, cause I had a great job. It was fun. I had a huge, yeah, budget. what was it? So I worked for kettle one and crown Royal and I had a great manager. I had a great team. I had a great freaking job where I would just go out and make friends and buy drinks. <laughs> um, but it wasn't really vibing with my mission and, I've been working on my skills for, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, now's the time. Like if there's ever a time for me to jump off the cliff without any parachute, mm-hmm. it's now and I can figure it out on the way down. And there's, it's been really hard, but the hardest part is the people that you love telling you like, what are you doing? Like, this is so irresponsible. You're this, you're that. And to be able to tune those people out is the hardest thing that's yeah. that I've had. Uh, but at the end of the day, like they can't see the vision, they can't see the mission. I got to stay in my lane. Yeah. And I think 
<laughs> that's so much easier said than done. So what's like hundred percent? So what's yeah. a story? Like let's let's be real. Like bring some context to it. Like what's a story of like family, friends, someone telling you, like Jeremy, like what the hell are you doing? Well, yeah, I mean it's like the people that are closest to you, mm-hmm. and it's not because they don't need to. No, they care dreams. about you. Yeah, they care very, very yeah. much, and they don't want to see you get hurt. Um, it's not that people like people talk about haters. I don't know anybody that actually has haters. <laughs> I'm not on that level yet, but yeah, people that are like the loudest, the ones that care the most, and the hardest one has been like my wife. Like mm-hmm. she sees the vision, she sees the long term, but she's also way more responsible than me. <laughs> and so she's like, "We should yeah. have had a plan. We should have done this, this, this." But, you know, things have progressively improved for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not as, and it's it's really grown her a lot too because mm-hmm. she doesn't need to have as much security as she used to. And I mean, security is a great way to do the same thing every day. And that's not a life I want to live, but she's grown through this process too. I'm, it's been stressful and I hate that I put her, the person I love the most mm-hmm. in this world through hard times. But now that the, cor- the corner's been turned, it's it's been great because she's grown mm-hmm. through this too. That's cool. So she was saying like, we need a plan as far as, cause you just quit because you just felt like it or like, Hey, here's the business plan. Let's save X amount of money. Is that kind of what? So my business plans are like, usually like I want to do this. I don't know how I'm going to do it. So I'm just going to go do it. (laughs) Um, Uh we were on vacation and I was in, in a weird spot in my job. I'd been doing it for two years. Like I said, great job, great company, but it wasn't fulfilling like at all. Mm -hmm. And I was in Hawaii with her and I was like, man, this is what life's about. Spending time with the people that I love the most doing things that make Mm -hmm. me so happy and full. And so I got back from our vacation and, um, I just decided, Hey, I'm, I'm done with this. So I talked to my, my manager and, uh, gave her 60 days notice just so we could Mm -hmm. all plan together my departure. Um, and yeah, and then it was free, free flying from there. (laughs) It's been an adventure. It's been tough. There's been countless sleepless nights like my health is definitely taking a hit but like i when it comes to me my my mission my vision there's nothing in the world that's gonna stop me well dude let's talk about it so like why and how is your health taking a hit the biggest thing is sleep um like i have a hard time balancing wanting to get things done and being patient like i need to go as hard as I can. And like, I know I, w- I want to push myself because like the mm-hmm. more uncomfortable I go or the more uncomfortable I can become and like put myself through these scenarios that are tough, like going a, a night without sleep, that is miserable. But like, I know I've done it so many times where like now it's just, it's a, it's a hard day, but it's nothing out of the, out of the ordinary now. I'm so not condoning don't, you, this. So you behavior. don't sleep at all sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't, I don't condone this. That's crazy. Dude. Like how often are we talking here? Once a week. Dude, once a week, mm-hmm. woo, baby, and you're just like grinding through the night. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, um, so I probably should own some stock and bang energy. This is another thing. Like, <laughs> I own a fitness magazine, and I don't exactly live healthy all the time. Mm-hmm. But again, it's part of our brand. It's just like, okay, you're not not everyone's going to be perfectly healthy. Yeah, no one's perfect, right? But um, yeah, so like a lot of bangs. Um, which is an energy drink with like 300 milligrams of caffeine. Oh yeah, caffeine. 300, yeah. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah, I sound like a moron right now bragging about how much caffeine I consume. I understand mm-hmm. it's unhealthy. I don't condone it. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm willing to suffer for my success. Whether it be smart or stupid, I don't care. 
Interesting, dude. So, cause I'm a big proponent. So this would be good for us to talk about because like I would be someone like, I'll tell you right now, even though we just met, but you just admit it is like, you know, you're suffering for your success. And that's interesting. Cause for me, I'm like, well, dude, like you could like what, like your quality of life might be better if you like get, you know, six to eight hours of sleep every night and you might be more productive, right? Like if you prioritize your rest and recovery, who freaking knows like, you know what you could turn around. So it's like, cause like you don't condone it. And so like if I was your wife, <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, Jeremy, come to bed. Like, come on. Like, yeah. So we figured it out. Know. So I do. So whenever I do work all night, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm throwing this mo- uh, microphone all over. Whenever I do stay up at night, I get in bed with her and I read until she falls asleep and then I pop out. And that's been kind of like a compromise, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the other side, like I'm also aware, like there are a lot of times when I'm, when I know, like there's a line whenever I cross it where I know I'm doing more harm than good. Mm-hmm. And those are the times when I have at least a little awareness to back off and, you know, sleep for a weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think like the question is like, are you happy? I love it, man. I love it. See, and the smile <laughs> on your face, bro. So, and that's the cool thing is like, you're happy, then hell yeah. Like, let's go. Because yeah, if you're doing sleepless nights for a job you hate, that's doing double the damage, no sleep. And it's just wearing on you. Yeah. And I find, so like throughout the day, like I, my phone's just like always blowing up emails, texts, and I don't really have enough discipline to ignore it and put my phone in the corner. (laughs) So at night I find is whenever I have the most solitude where I can think more deeply about problems. Um, and that's when no one's bothering you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm like, if I would say I'm addicted to that, but I, that's some of my favorite times or whenever Mm. it's two, three in the morning and I'm just sitting there and I'm putting these concepts together that don't exist. You know, they exist up here and I'm trying to figure Mm. out how to bring them out into the real world. Those are like my, I don't want to say my happiest moments, but during work, those are my happiest moments. That's cool, dude. So like, what did you do during your last like sleepless night? Is it, do you have a plan or are you just finishing like emails or is it? So I, at night I try and do creative work whenever I'm trying to link concepts together. Like if we have a problem where something in what we're doing isn't working, people aren't doing what we thought they would. I need to creatively think on how we can re-engineer this this process to get people to where we would like to see them Mm -hmm. but then there's also like you know of course i do have to write emails and write papers and write projects and things like that but Mm -hmm. i try as much as i possibly can at night to do creative work okay cool so um how far away because i know you do consulting and everything too and one thing i've been transparent with with goalink with this brand and podcast is that I'm not making any money with it right now. And I'm completely open. Like, look, I quit. I have passive income, but same with you. Like this is the dream. Like I'm willing and I'm extremely blessed and fortunate to be in a circumstance where I can do this and still be fine. Um, so like full transparency, like, like how, like how long do you think just like, what's your mindset with like building an income for this and supplementing it. Cause I think some people think, I don't know, they just, that's some question that they worry about of 
like, is that okay? Like, are you a real entrepreneur or whatever? Like if you're supplementing your income with other jobs. So like, I guess the question, what are you doing to supplement your income right now? Yeah. Like you said, I do a lot of consulting. I, I do want to back up though. Earlier, mm -hmm. like right before we hopped on here, you said it's your duty to do this, to go follow your dreams. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love that. And <laughs> I couldn't agree more with it. It's like, you've been blessed with this idea that you're this dream that you're chasing like, do you really want to get to the end of your life and just think, man, I'm really glad that I had this safe income and didn't go after my dreams. Nope. Not. It's like, yeah, sorry. Um, no, you're good. Dude. I, that, I'm really passionate about that. It's like, <laughs> I, I really believe that like, if you don't enjoy what you're doing every day, man, you're, you're wasting years that in every single uh, poll that you see from people that are in, like dying is like, I wish I would have had the courage to yeah. follow my dreams. And you say you're blessed to have this passive income, mm -hmm. but I would argue that you're blessed to be able to have the courage to take the leap mm -hmm. more so than the income. I mean, the income's great, but you probably earned it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's funny, right? Cause you do, I've talked to a friend about this recently of some people will say like, Oh Ben, you're so lucky to be able to do that. Right. And I was like, well, however, cause I told you how much money and how I, the risk that I took, mm -hmm. which was, definitely if I told everyone anyone what I was doing <laughs> you know they'd I talked to like attorneys and like financial advisors after and they're like yeah you were definitely over over leveraged right mm -hmm. but if I wouldn't have done that if I wouldn't have taken the risk I still yeah the opportunity came but I made the decision to do it I mean you, you risked it for the biscuit right that's right baby that's right <laughs> I mean you're at the end of the day you're betting on you mm -hmm. and that's I mean you're the only thing you can really control so mm -hmm. I'll always bet on me yeah, I love that, man. What's, because you're obviously, if you, if it's not clear by now, you're just a hustler to like the core, obviously like one sleepless night a week. Do you celebrate? Like, do you take time for like to celebrate your small wins? I definitely know you're hungry and you're going after things, but do you celebrate like your small wins and victories? I celebrate like our team's victories I don't feel, um, this sounds probably a little bit ridiculous, but I like, I'm enjoying what I do. Like, so yeah, I get a win. And I'm like, yes, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Uh, am I allowed to cuss? Dude, swear okay. away, baby. Yeah. Sorry. I kind of got a potty mouth. Um, <laughs> Be you. Um, yeah. I mean, like I, I get happy and excited whenever I get a win personally, but, um, I enjoy it so much so that I don't feel like I need to be like, you know what? I'm going to take a me day. I'm going to go and get a massage and <laughs> yeah. go drink and have a good time. I love all those things, but like, mm -hmm. I just, I've incorporated my work with my life. So I live, um, I just enjoy what I do on the day to day that I don't feel a need to be like, okay, let's take a break. Like I'll take a vacation. I love mm -hmm. vacation. When I'm on vacation, you can't reach me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we've been going to Hawaii the last couple of years and those, that's great because everybody's like six hours ahead of us. So I don't really uh, talk yeah. to anybody mm -hmm. and that's been amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I guess celebrate would, yeah, I don't really celebrate the wins, but I feel like I celebrate every day. I guess, I don't know. Dude. Ooh, I love that. So you celebrate every day just because, or that's interesting. Like trying to elaborate on that. Is that just because you, it sounds like, cause you just love what you do. So you are celebrating life or celebrating every day. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So like, as far as like, I'm, I'm really fulfilled. Like even on the hard days, the bad days, like I'm really like at the end of it is like, 
hey, I'm doing what I wanted to do. This is what I signed up for, and I love that. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I celebrate. My wife and I like to do things together, but I don't really, I guess, if you're talking about celebrating, that's just not really something I even think about. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, dude, this is good. I like learning about all of this. Um, how important um, has your wife been, like, throughout? You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but, like, how integral, like, how pivotal has she been? There aren't words in the English language for this. <laughs> um, yeah, if I could get down and give my ode to my wife, I would, but this isn't the place of the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's she's my best friend. We've been together for, we met when we were 19. We've been together mm-hmm. in love since the day we met. Um, so yeah, she's been 100% the best thing. She's the first one to let me know when I'm fucking up. <laughs> and she's the first one to tell me when I did, when I did a good job. That's awesome, bro. It's, uh, there's a, I forget, I think it's maybe Lao Tzu, uh, who said like being loved gives you strength and loving another gives you courage, something like that. Hmm. And it's just like, no matter what happens, I know she's there for me. And that, that's like a, a foundation, like a rock that I can always depend on whenever I have that. I don't have to really worry about the small things. That's cool, dude. Like, I love that. And that's cool that you guys met at 19. Like why? was there just like some magical connection or like, like how did you guys meet like at 19? Cause like, man, like if you're 19 and listening, like you're young, like dude, like you're 29, I'm 28. Like we're still young. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're so young, but 19, you're still a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was young and dumb, but, um, <laughs> we had a, our first semester at Indiana university, we had a business class together and I saw her and mm-hmm. I went from not going to class to going to every class, dressed, <laughs> dressed to the nines, Dude, I love it. raising my hand for every question, getting them all wrong. <laughs> but at least I got her attention. And mm-hmm. then like on the second to last day of class, I went up to her, asked her for a number. And apparently she already had a crush on me and told all her friends mm. that I was her, the love of her life before we ever met. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. There's just something about like when we met our souls just... It's like, this is the one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had, we were young kids. We've had hard times, but um, they happen less and less, and we're more deeply connected every year. That's cool, dude. Do you guys have, do you, like, structure anything, like, your vacations to, like, to connect? Or I kind of asked you this on the elevator up here, but what advice? Because, dude, like, tw- 10 years together, dude, and that's no joke. Like, that's cool. That's worth celebrating. That's definitely what we're celebrating. Yeah, no. yep. um, we do. Like, what advice would you give anyone to, like, if you're getting into a partnership? So one thing that really changed our relationship for the better, so we had this this crazy love. Like, we loved each other, and mm-hmm. that was never an issue. But we did have issues with, one, communicating, and then loving the other person the right way. Um, so one book that changed everything for us was Love and Respect. And the the whole premise of the book is – Men, while we need love, we need respect more. And women, while they need respect, they need love more. So it's been, I don't always do a great job of putting her first, but I do my best. Mm. So her knowing that she's the first priority in my life is in showing and giving her the love that she needs and her giving me the respect that I need, along with the love, of course. Um, You know, it, it just makes things go so much more smoothly. Like as a guy, like, yeah, I love being loved, but you better respect me. So what does that mean though? Like how, like how does she respect you? Um, I've never been asked that. 
She just does. I don't know. <laughs> uh, like she'll listen to me. Like yeah. we'll have conversations and the way that our relationship is set up um, and the way that we agreed upon when we first got married was uh, I'm the head of the household. Um, she takes she takes care of everything, really. Uh, she takes care of me, keeps me alive. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, um, if we have a decision that we're not sure on, we're going to go my route unless she can, you know, unless she, she presents a better case. Um, it's really hard to explain. I, I don't know. Hmm. It just works. Um, and she lets me lead our family and that's just the way it goes, I guess. Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, so what, it, what would you say is like your most important failure of your life? That's a long list. <laughs> <laughs> What's the first one that came to mind? <laughs> Um, I was in college and, um, like you said earlier, like I've, mm -hmm. I'm a hustler. Like my first business was a slushy business on, in the neighborhood when I was a kid Love it. and sold pizza by the slice after high school <laughs> in the bus parking lot. And, uh, so I decided I was going to get into the electronics game and I was buying and selling iPads and stuff. And I fell for one of those classic, uh, I'm out of town, but if you wire me the money, I'll send uh, them to you. I fell for that. That was a big one. How um, much money was that? About six or seven hundred dollars. Um, I've had bigger losses than that, but mm -hmm. that was one that really hurt because it was just greed. Um, mm. And I, so I guess the the important lesson. So I was going to make probably a thousand dollars off of a six hundred dollar investment, which red flag, yeah. right? Um, but the biggest lesson I took from that is there's only free cheese in a mouse trap. Huh. Say that. So there's only free cheese or a mouse trap. There's only free cheese in a mousetrap. Oh, in a mousetrap. Okay, that interesting. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna have to. I'm excited to listen back to this. So I saw you posted recently. You've learned about how to ask for help. And still I, learning. Still learning. Still learning for sure. So I love this though, because I'm the same way, and it's funny. I'm still learning that, and that's why I resonated with it. Is like in your post, you talked about like, you want to be the one to say that you did this. I totally feel the same way. Um, so how have you learned like, or learning to ask for help? Like, how did that come up? So like this past winter, like I said, leaving my job was like, it's, it's been rocky at times. Like, so in the winter time, I lost like two clients in the same week, which was a big chunk of my income. And I was just trying to overcome it by trying to work through it like you know what i mean just like grit my teeth and work through it and come out through the other side and i was just ramming my head against the wall mm -hmm. um and then at a point where i was just like what am i doing I'm, i need to just go get a job this is too much and then uh, i had a conversation i forget who it was with and it just like totally changed my perspective actually no it was with jordan mm -hmm. and uh he was working on my back and He's like, drop your ego. Let me help you. Cause like I was, <laughs> I had like really bad lower back pain from deadlift uh -huh. and like we got all cracked up and, um, he was, I was like trying to get up and I was like, really, I could barely move. And uh -huh. he's like, dude, just drop your ego and let me help you. I was like, damn, that's good. <laughs> and so like from there, just like, well, what else am I trying to depend on myself? That's mm. just stupid. And so there's a lot of things in my business where I was, I was becoming like the, the red tape, I was holding things up because I wanted to do it myself. 
Um, I think, I don't know if it's all men, but <clears throat> men like me, I know we just want to, we want to do it ourselves because it makes us feel good. Yeah. Like we get stuff done. Like we can count on ourselves. We're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the best choice. Like sometimes it's, it takes a bigger man to let go of some of the control and let somebody else take over. So that's just delegation at the end of it. But learning to let go is, and like give up control <laughs> is like really hard. And it's hard, man. Yeah, it's like, cause well, I know I you. can do a great job. Yeah. Right? And it's yours. Like, you know that you want it. Like I want it done this way. And it's like, you know, you can kill it. And it's like your passion. It's your baby. And I mean, there's, I, I feel like I've done a lot better job of delegating. Um, and even in like our, our community online, like we've given up the reins on what we're posting. Like we're handing out our account to a handful of people instead of just us doing all the content. We're letting other people showcase what they're doing. And that has one taken a huge amount of, uh, work off of Ryan's plate because he runs most of our accounts Mm -hmm. and it's also just like freed up our content so we're not in this box all the time posting the same things Mm. we're actually more aligned with our mission by making it a community account instead of just our account where we share the community that's a cool idea so do you just is it like Instagram lives or is it like actual posts as well posts uh we do we do a lot of takeovers which is a great Mm -hmm. way to build build your audience um like letting somebody else take over your account for the day and just show mm-hmm. a day in their life. We've been doing that for a while, but we've been doing those more. Um, any kind of events that somebody's running, it used to be like, hey, would you guys come and come to our event? But then it turned into like having to go somewhere like every two or three days, and that was okay. just exhausting and too much. And so we just started saying, hey, how about you take our account and showcase what you're doing that's help- helping people to get healthier? Um, and that's been the delegation of that has been crucial. So we're trying to really decentralize as much as possible i like that well and the thing with it i've realized this we've done nothing by ourselves anyway ever anyone any idea we have isn't really ours standing on the shoulder of giants yeah Yeah. like because it's you read it from seth godin or you heard it in a podcast or your parents or other experiences like that have led to this right it's like to me it's like we've never done anything by ourselves Mm mm-hmm like there is a good feeling of like, okay, yes, I did a lot of this, but at the end of the day, like we haven't, have you read the book, the power of the other? No. And so I just finished it and it's, that's exactly what it talks about is like the power of another person. And I, I recently, a few weeks ago asked some buddies of mine in South Carolina, like I straight up just like asked for help. And it was funny. Like it was like the best thing that's happened in a long time for me. Because I, dude, I, I don't think I am stubborn, like I'm pretty chill, but like this proved that I like am stubborn, like to myself, because I'm like, nope, I can do this by myself. I am just going to meditate it away, you know, been there. like, I'm just going to like read books and like, will it, like, I'm a huge will person. Like, Same. I'm just going to will it away. And then like what they said, like their answer was like, yeah, you're right. You know? And it just like, it just makes it easier. Like it's okay to ask for help. It's the asking you shall receive. You're never going to get something you don't ask for. Just Mm -hmm. like in sales, you're not going to get a sale if you don't ask for the sale. Mm -hmm. It's just asking. And people are so willing, so much more willing to give because it makes them feel good too. Mm. So like people that are further ahead in this journey of life than me, like if I ask for something, 
they're going to probably give it to me. And just like if somebody, you know, some 22 year old kid sends you a message, Hey, can you help me with this? It's going to make you feel really good to help them. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to remember that whenever, like you said, we're trying to will everything into (laughs) existence. Mm -hmm. Just, that's just not the way that the nature of reality works and allowing other people to help you in your process uh, will will be a great thing. And I think a lot of it is like this hero's mentality. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be the hero and, letting somebody else do something for me isn't very heroic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's been something I've tried to let go of. I don't know where it comes from, something deep in childhood, I suppose, but <laughs> it's just the way, the way that I was wired. And, you know, I haven't completely fixed it, but I'm working on it for sure. What was like your upbringing? Like wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm from a small town. I'm one of seven kids. Uh huh. Um, all sisters. So all sisters, yeah. you're the only dude. Yeah. Yep. The only boy I have <laughs> six sisters. Um, and I think that has a lot to do. So like, obviously I was spoiled by my sisters, not my parents. They, my younger sister was spoiled by my parents. So where are you in the order of I'm kids? the second youngest. Okay. So I have five older sisters and basically I was, I got away with whatever I wanted. So it yeah. kind of made me march to the beat of my own drum at a really mm-hmm. early age. And that's just so ingrained in who I am that it's just like continued throughout my early adulthood. Um, but I grew up in a small town, uh, got in trouble a lot, not like trouble, trouble, but I was just ornery. Like I was always doing something like with parents or school or the law or (laughs) not really anything with the law, but like with school and, um, yeah, just get in trouble at school stuff, stupid stuff, Mm -hmm. being a clown, acting out and searching for attention basically. Um, yeah. And so I grew up in this small town, but I knew like I wasn't supposed to be there forever. Was it in Indiana? Yeah. Yep. In Indiana. Uh, the population of the town that I grew up in was 900. Dude, there's so many small towns in Indiana. That's what I've realized. Like tons. There's just tons. Yeah. Like everywhere. Jordan's from a small town as well. And we've talked about this Mm -hmm. a lot. It's like, I think there's something, I don't know exactly what the answer here is, but there's something from me going from a tiny town to Bloomington, which is a pretty small town to Indy and like seeing this like growth in society. It's coincided with the growth of my life too. Ooh, I, like I don't that. know what it is, but it's something about seeing that and like going in, like doing whatever I could as a kid to be a leader. My dad always, he beat that into me, be a leader, be a leader, be a leader. And so I've always kind of taken that with me to whatever, wherever I've been and then tried to stand out as a leader wherever I've been. And it's, I'm trying to do my best to be a leader now. Yeah, I can do, I can tell that, that you are. And what's besides like indie, besides like going from last to first, like the healthiest, you know, major city and, you know, growing this, this fitness magazine, what else like drives you like is there something else behind it that's like the bigger mission or why besides like those specifics yeah um so in my long-term vision i want to be somebody that's responsible for helping human beings live past 120 years old like on the reg Uh Um, and i believe just like steve jobs said like a computer is a bicycle for the mind a computer's made everything, the computer and the internet has made everything in our lives just easier and faster, except for the human body. So there's going mm-hmm. to be, I don't care if you're scared of it or don't like the idea of it, but our bodies are going to be online. And I want to be one of the people that helps us get there ethically and do it right. Interesting. So what do you mean like our bodies are going to be online? Uh, like um, 
like you're so like have you heard of elon musk um neuralink no maybe but describe it basically it's like a chip that's implanted into your brain and it connects you to the cloud right? okay it's very infantile in its development but uh things like that and then you know being able to get my vital signs like my vital signs should be viewable from anywhere so my doctor can make sure that you know hey jeremy you have early signs of a heart okay. attack you better get your ass you. in here um just our bodies and like all the um indicators that go along with our health um hey you've got too much of this in your blood right now you need to do this and i see like a siri like assistant telling me how to live to be healthy okay so like That's having cool. uh, a personal health coach in my ear 24 7 eh, you better not do that i got a big problem with ice cream and my little <laughs> siri coach is gonna be like jeremy do you really want this ice cream i'm like yes yes leave, leave me alone leave me alone <laughs> do you know what the aura ring is yeah yeah. Yeah. So I think that like that's like a small step into yeah. that, right? So wearables are the first step in that mm-hmm. direction. Uh, but like Fitbits and other wearables, they're not they're not easily actionable. They they do a lot of recording. They collect your data, but they don't tell you what to do with it. Mm. So I see the future, you know, having the answers and what to do about these numbers. So your ten thousand steps mean next to nothing other than you moved today. But I see it as okay, you got your 10,000 steps. If you do this for the next 120 days, you're going to be at exactly this weight as long as you follow this exact diet. Here's your food. It's on its way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that's cool. What is, like, currently, like, what are you learning right now or, like, what are you struggling through right now? I've been doing a ton of Facebook ads recently um, as far as skills go. Um, struggling. Um, like, what's been, like, a recurring thought? Sorry. No, you're good, dude. I mean, I think that's a good sign that you can't think of. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, not having a quick answer doesn't mean that there's not anything I'm struggling with. There's plenty. Um, Trying to figure out um, a good balance between a strong routine and spontaneity. Like I need spontaneity in my life, but I also work so much better whenever I have a routine, but then I get a routine and I get really bored. Yeah, I feel you too. (laughs) Uh Uh, So trying to figure out what the right balance is. And I don't, I don't know if I'll ever find that. Well, I I think, and that's the thing is like, it's okay to go back and forth or have both or mix it up because yeah, like that's funny. Like the same thing happens with me of being in a routine, like at a nine to five job. I was like, I don't have enough time to create like, you know, Or I don't have enough time to like push and like try and partner with these brands and like do sales. And then once that time is taken away, it's like, oh damn, like I have too much time to think, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, I'm getting in my head and overthinking. It's just funny how that works. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that was almost a ridiculous sentence. Thinking is such a powerful thing. I don't think anybody actually, or not anybody, I don't think most people actually think like spend time thinking, like deep Mm. thinking. I mean, yeah, you'll let your, most people, their minds will wander all the time. But that's not really thinking. That's not focused, creative thinking. Um, and I think, dropping too many things, driving me nuts. <laughs> I think spending that time for creative thinking is something that's going to be super beneficial. That's, if there's anything that's like helped me come up with some of the ideas that I've had in my life, it's been 
long drawn out thinking processes uh going on a walk is like it's blissful for me because i can connect things i wouldn't connect before i love it dude so when you like go on a walk do you take your phone do you listen to music podcasts i'm one of those people that will listen to the same song on repeat for hours oh dude okay this is cool so like the same do you have that one song or does it change I have multiple songs, so like I have one song that speaks to my soul. Like if I'm ever like feeling lost, I listen to this song on repeat for, I don't know. Like I try not to beat this song up because it's so <laughs> sacred. It's uh, "Mirror" by Lil Wayne, which is oh, sounds ridiculous, okay, okay. but the crescendo of that music. The first yeah. time I heard it, I was stoned out of my mind in college. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this is magic!" Yeah. And but that song like speaks to my soul. It stirs something in me. It's, mm. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, there are some songs that I go back to where, like, if I'm doing some creative work, I just put the song on repeat, and it puts me in this this mode, this thinking mode. Dude, I love that. So I, I try and use music to program myself. Um, music is, like, very tightly related to how you're feeling. So if you're not feeling good, find something that puts you in the mood that you want to be in, and then just listen to it all the time. And you'll find yourself slowly, even if you're, like, feeling like shit. <laughs> You'll, fu- you'll slowly start to pick up the vibe of the music and transfer and that'll transfer and help you feel a little bit different. Yeah. So you're definitely, you have a lot of intrinsic and innate like abilities and skills. Would you agree? Like yeah. you were, you know, sound slushies and pizza, like at a young age. I thank my dad for that. That <laughs> dude knew everybody in the town I grew up. <laughs> right. However, what's something that you've learned that maybe I would mistake like, oh, he just has it. Like, that's just a gift. What's something that you're proud of yourself for, like, earning and working for? That's a wonderful question. Um, probably my work ethic. Um, so that's not natural? Not even close. What? Not see, even see, close. And that's the one thing I'd probably say, like, you're natural at. No, not even close. I was so lazy as a kid because this sounds pompous as hell, but things just really came easy to me, like mm-hmm. sports, uh, school, that kind of stuff. Like, testing, not school. I didn't do homework. Uh, but like, I was just huh. so lazy because I always knew like I could hit the buzzer beater at the end and I became addicted to the buzzer beater. I'm still addicted to the buzzer beater, but working hard is something that came out of necessity. Like I said, after, after college, I started a business and had no fucking income and I'm sitting here. I paid for a subway sandwich with dimes one time. I ate a loaf yeah. of bread for a day. Like it was just stuff that was just like stupid, stupid stuff for me to put myself into. So I don't want to glorify those situations because they were based on my bad decisions, but like learning to go, like I've been down in those, those depths and it's built a resiliency. Mm. And I think that's where the work ethic came from. It's like a sick, like obsessed, I got to be doing something kind of work ethic. It's Mm -hmm. probably not the way that most people should live. And it doesn't make me, any better probably makes me dumb for thinking (laughs) like this, but that's just the way I've wired myself. Well, and it's for you, right? Like I think we all have our own things that just work for us Mm -hmm. that based on our personality, based on our upbringing. That's the thing with like within self-development, I think um, it's easy. Like you see a 60 minute clip and it's like, Oh, that's that person, that person's entire identity in 60 seconds. It's like, no, that's just a small thing, you know? So it's just like, that person can be many things, have many sides, right? And that's completely fine. That's fine. What's another story? So you said you bought a Subway sandwich with dimes and then you ate a loaf of bread just because you didn't have anything else? Yeah, and that's another case of not asking for help. Oh, okay. Like my parents are not 
wealthy by any stretch of the imagination, but I could have been like, Hey dad, can I have a hundred dollars for groceries? And he would have given it to me. Mm -hmm. But I was too proud to ask for help in that moment. And, uh, I didn't even have butter, man. It was, (laughs) (laughs) it was a shitty situation. And that was, I remember, uh, and then like a couple days later, like our heat went out because we didn't pay our bills. So I was Mm -hmm. living with my, my partner for the first, the first company and we weren't making any money and we weren't paying our rent. We weren't paying our bills. Woke up one day and the, the heat's off. It's like t- 10 degrees outside yeah. and it's freezing in our apartment. And then that was one of those times was like, all right, you need to really look at what you're doing with your life. Uh, Cause we always had enough money to smoke a, smoke a blunt or something, but we didn't have enough money to pay our bills. Oh, okay. So let's talk about that. So you're spending money on weed, mm-hmm. but not, like you have to go through those experiences though, right? To like recognize the context of it. But did you just start like, okay, let's start spending less money on weed and, or like, how did you start like getting out of that situation? Yeah. So I immediately stopped smoking weed and got my shit together. And no, it was like that. It was, no, oh, I was going to say what? <laughs> no, it was, it was a slow progression. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never had an experience in my life where I've been doing something or living life in a certain way and then automatically boom. Yes. I've never had anything like that that has lasted. So it's always been like a slow progression to build like to the person that I want to be. Um, but yeah, that was just, just poor decision making, irresponsibility. Mm-hmm. I can remember like laying in bed trying to sleep and like I had so much anxiety and fear because I didn't know how I was gonna eat. I didn't know how I was gonna pay wow. my bills. I owed all this money. Like what am I gonna do? Um and it was just like a miserable, miserable way to live. And finally I just put my foot down and I made myself get a job that I didn't want to get. And I was pouring concrete for my <laughs> wife's uncle. And it was just like, I look back on those days and the weird part is like, they mm. were so, they were fun, but they were so miserable, but they were also like the best times of my life. Like I, like that <laughs> struggle is, it's just mm-hmm. something that's just like very dear to my heart. Um, and it made me who it made me start to become who I am. This is interesting, dude. So I love how much you love the struggle. It's not like you're, you're so in love with the struggle and the process, like the beauty in it. But am I too in love with it? So that was my follow up question. Are you? It's possible. I'm trying to shed that because like whenever you, to me, like whenever you live a certain way, it becomes a part of your identity. I don't care what it is. It's going to seep in to become a part of your identity. And so, yeah, I mean, there's it's certain that there have been times where I've been too addicted to the struggle. Like, are you missing out on prosperity? Yeah, exactly. Potentially, right? Right, right. So th- I'm like, things are better now for me, thankfully, but it, it took a long time to get rid of that, that scarcity mm-hmm. mindset. And like I've always been like an abundant idea thinker, but not an abundant resources thinker. Interesting. And that's, that's something that's, you know, that's a hard identity to shed. That's cool though, that you think that way. Um, cause I think that way sometimes too, like even just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be pigeonholed to any one thing. Right. And even like, whether it's personally or like publicly, like, I don't want to, I don't know, like, so, like I, I'm definitely like, I do well being alone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm naturally an introvert. I can do well being alone. But then I think like, nope, I want to challenge myself and like go out and say yes. Right. And like just always kind of like checking myself to make sure like, nope, not being reliant on one thing. Mm -hmm. I love that. 
it's always cool for me to see people that are they claim to be natural introverts but have very good extroverted skills um a lot of like i think a lot of people whenever they're introverted they just think they have to be introverted and anxious all the time but like clearly mm-hmm. like i would have never guessed that you were introvert just from our conversation yeah right but i think well just like what you said it's the process of it right and i think because we think because we watch movies and we see someone's meteoric hero's journey in two hours and you think like oh sweet i can be rich, successful, happy in two hours or even two years, you know? It's like, no, you don't even see like behind the scenes. You don't see the, like the, like the loaves of bread they ate, you know? Or like, you don't see just like the everyday. Yeah. Because yeah, like we love the game, like the game winning shots. Mm -hmm. But those are like, that's 0.0001% of life. Yes. They feel good, but. I think there's a great antidote to short-term thinking and that's having a long-term vision for your life. Um, And another thing is one thing that I learned that helped me kind of get over the short-term, like try and get rich quick mentality is Mm -hmm. switching from transactions in business to relationships in business. I like that. Um, And that was, so like before Ryan and I started the Indie Fitness Magazine, we were hustling websites and it was just like a quick process. Like we sell you a $300 deal and boom. Like you're in it for the money. Yeah. We're trying to make 300 bucks off you. 100%. There's no long-term vision there. So whenever there's no long-term vision, if it doesn't work out quickly, like you think it's going to, then you quit. But Mm. whenever I've worked on things and that was like a point in my life where I said, all right, I no more stuff. I will work on no more shit in my life that doesn't align with my long-term vision for my life period and um having that long-term vision like makes all the the hard times like seem like nothing like maybe that's part of you know why it's easy to be addicted to the struggle because like (laughs) i don't really think about it that much i i'm more worried about like am i getting closer to this 40 50 year goal of where i want to be but i think that's like i would rather have your well to me, my personal preference, I'd rather be addicted to the struggle than, you know, because, like, that's a great, I don't know. There's plus and minuses about everything, pros and cons, but I think that's a cool thing. I like it, I guess. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> you're know, happy, dude. I don't dude. know what to say. All right, man. So there's a segment in my show as we come to a close I call Scroll My Soul. <laughs> All right. All right, baby. So what that means is I through podcasts, conversations, books, ideas, you can see like a note on my computer. So I usually take them on my phone and I just randomly scroll through this long note and I have these quotes and ideas. I randomly stop on one. So I already did that while you were talking and then I read it and then I ask what it makes, just how it resonates, what it makes you think of. Cool. Can I have like a couple of seconds to process it? And then I'll, I'll, I'll read it twice. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so you don't need to be an expert and fake it. You need to be honest. So you don't need to be an expert and fake it. You need to be honest. What does that make you think of or what ideas come to mind? So I like this a lot. It's a cool thing to have on a podcast. (laughs) Uh, You don't need to be an expert and fake it. You need to be honest. Um, yeah, I tried the whole fake it till you make it thing. I don't. I think this is related. I, mm-hmm. I've tried that, and it was a good way to like start to learn how easy it is to see that you're faking it. <laughs> and then at once yeah. you switch to being honest about what you're 
limitations are like with a let's say with a client like I'll say hey I'm good at this I'm not that good at this but I can do okay with it I just want you to know that ahead of time they're way more on your side people are way more on your side if you're open about and honest about things that you're not good at I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the fake vulnerability that's all over Instagram mm-hmm. that shit I hate it but being honest about where you're at how you're feeling people are more on your side because you're more like them. Mm-hmm. like everybody has their thing like they're not good at this they struggle with this they're gonna root for you yeah i like that dude i think that's cool that you brought it to like business like being honest with clients um and then you mentioned fake vulnerability and but don't you think that's like a great problem to have even though it's like yeah like hey like but it's interesting that we're in a spot that like fake vulnerability and fake motivation is a thing. I'm happy that we live in a world that that's a problem. What are your thoughts on that? As compared to what? Like no vulnerability yeah. and no motivation, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, I would agree. It's definitely better than that. Mm-hmm. But what I hate is the vulnerability for the vanity metrics. like Or like the like you're utilizing it to try and like, get followers or something like like that and there's like so many people that that will post something that i'm like really close with they'll post something like trying to be vulnerable but like i just spent like two hours with you yesterday and i know you don't actually think this because we've talked Uh, about this okay so people that lie so being honest people that lie to present a form of vulnerability I hate that so much. Like, be your fucking self. Yeah, just dishonesty. That's that's no yeah. bueno. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's that's to me what fake vulnerability would be is people saying that they're going through this stuff or making it way worse because they had a bad day. Yeah, or probably even just I mean, years ago, like lying to sell something or like trying to appeal or even like marketing for a point, right? Of like, we're trying to. I mean really does any kind of sales like we try and like appeal and you lie and you manipulate to try and get what you want Mm -hmm. yeah that's no good have you um i don't know if were you in sales previously no so i spent 10 years in in the financial industry but i was doing collections Mm -hmm. which is pretty much sales yeah definitely so everything sales really (laughs) but yeah i mean the manipulation tactics they work but they also get they get found out too yeah Dude, they, that's the thing, they work, but it's, yeah, it kind of, it makes me sad that they work. Yes, it's human nature. I mean, mm-hmm. we all, like, have blinders, and whenever you understand human nature, I, I need to understand it more, but I have a decent understanding of it. We can't tell the difference between a lie and something that's real if somebody's good enough at presenting it like it's real. Mm-hmm. We just can't. And we can't imagine, like, we want to see the best, or most people want to see the best in everybody. Sure. And you can't imagine that they would not be telling the truth right now. So has that ever gotten you in trouble, or do you still believe that, like, believing in the good in people is always the right thing to do? I'm 100% on believing. I've been taken advantage of plenty of times, but I'll never stop seeing the best in people because, to me, if you see the best in everybody else, you're going to see the best in yourself. Mm, I like that. And that's super important because if you get stuck in a trap of seeing only the negatives of yourself and you start noticing you're talking badly or poorly about people around you or people that you come across, you know, if it's always other people, it's in you too. You're, you're seeing the same things in yourself and you're just not ta- telling yourself that. But if you get stuck in the trap of 
only seeing bad things in yourself, that's a downward spiral that's really hard to get out of. Dang, dude. Well, man, dude, we cover a lot of ground, bro. This is fun, man. You're, <laughs> hey, you have great questions. and Thanks, man. I don't know that I've ever been on a podcast with such that's allowed me to go like so deep into my thoughts. Most of that stuff, uh, <laughs> I was just I just think it, and I've never really given voice to it. So, Well, dude, we'll have to do um, – hopefully we do another – I mean, we'll have off-air off convos, but – Hopefully we'll do another recorded convo before 10 years, but I think it'd be awesome to do it, whether it's a year, two years, whatever, to say like, Hey, where's just like you, but then like on your mission. Cause I think that would be cool. Like this is like the record of, Hey, we're like second, second to last. Is that where we're ranked right now? Uh, so we're fourth now, fourth, fourth to last, last. Yep. fourth to last. We've moved up four spots out of a hundred. Hey though, yeah, who's like, who's last now? Uh, Louisville. I Suck think Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> yeah. But hey, we yeah. just started Louisville Fitness Mag. So we'll be hopefully bringing that community together as well and help them make their city a little bit better. That's cool that so you did do that for them down. How, yeah. far, how much, how long of a drive is it down there? 80 minutes, maybe. Yeah, 80 minutes. Okay, cool. It's That's a nice dope. drive, too. It's easy drive. That's dope. The best drive is to Cincinnati. That is freaking beautiful. Yeah. That has nothing to do with our podcast. <laughs> I love that drive. That's awesome, dude. All right. Well, do you have anything on your heart, on your soul, in your mind that you want to share? Listen to yourself. Uh, people are going to tell you all sorts of things that could derail you if you allow it to. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, you got a heart. You got to listen to it because it has all the answers. Well, dude, so I want you to get a little bit more passionate because... Like you say that and I 100% believe it, but people need to hear that again. Like straight up though, like listen to your gut, man. Like listen to like the inner you over and over and over and over and over again. And a million times after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, your heart is, is like your energy center. It's like in your gut, you talk about listening to your gut. That's literally every single piece of information that your brain has picked up over your entire lifetime. It knows the right fucking answer way more than your emotions do. So use your heart for the energy to go somewhere. Use your gut for decisions. You'll, you'll be in a great place. All right, my dude. Well, thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. It's fun, man. Thank you. All right. Adios. Alrighty, my friends, if you love that episode, make sure you go leave a review on iTunes. So, Give a shout out to Jeremy or the show specifically because I want to know what you like, what your feedback is, and it really helps the show if you like it. So thank you, thank you so much in advance for leaving a review on iTunes. And remember, we have our very first ever Goal Link Retreat coming up in March. That's March 5th through 8th. It's literally in a beach house, like on the beach in San Diego. Our background, our backyard is the beach. And we're doing deep growth and healing, learning how to manifest, how to listen to your intuition. We have my dude, Kevin Crenshaw, a love coach, how to heal what's holding you back in your love life, to find the partner of your dreams or help with a current relationship, like finding what beliefs are holding you back. We have my wonderful, my, uh, wonderful friend, Alex McKinley, also from Indianapolis. She's coming to train us, do workouts every single day, guided meditations, yoga like there's so many different things to really focus on your physical mental emotional and spiritual well-being so there's a link in the description or just message me on instagram or send me an email so because the spots are about half filled up as i'm recording this so we're almost filled up we're going to be filled up soon so if this is calling you if this hits home for you three days 
of growth and healing with experts because most conferences have hundreds or thousands of people. You're in a room with only 10 people, right? So we capped this space for only 10 people because that makes a safe space to grow our community and to do personal work with these experts, right? Um, some of these experts, just so you know, they cost $5,000 a day usually. So you get many experts in the same room, just in an incubator of growth for three days. So click the link in the bio if you're interested. Message me so we can talk to make sure you're right fit and get you signed up, get you deposit in. Yes, because it's going to be incredible. All right. This week's challenge is inspired by my dude Jeremy and his brand in the fitness mag. We want you to pick the most essential task each day and accomplish it. With the new year coming up, or you're listening to this, it might already be 2020. We want you to pick just one, no more than that. What is the most essential task that you can accomplish in a day? Then you do it. Just one, just one, just one. Because when you pick more than one, you have a task list of 10 things you want to do in a day. You might do one and you might do three, but you half-ass it. So if you do one, you can really just focus on doing it really well. So just pick one task. It's very doable. You can get momentum going to the new year and you don't get overwhelmed. So ask yourself this question. What's the one thing that will make my job, my relationship, my health, et cetera, et cetera, easier and possibly everything else unnecessary? What's the one thing that will make everything else easier and maybe even unnecessary? That's a really good question to think about to approach the tasks that you have in a day. So for your business, it could be having just one conversation with your boss, a team member or a client that would make everything else in the day easier or unnecessary. For your relationship, it could be spending 10 undistracted minutes with them in the morning or first thing after work, therefore making your relationship easier and more fulfilling for the day. For your health, it could be drinking a gallon of water a day, which makes everything else about your health choices easier or unnecessary for the day. It's picking just one win to not overwhelm yourself. Just one, just one, just one. So pick the most essential thing every day this week. That's your challenge and freaking kill it, bust it out. And this concept is inspired from Gary Keller's book, The One Thing, and you should go check that out. That is also linked in the description. And once you complete the challenge, please let me know. Go follow at Golink Group. Go follow at um, Indie Fitness Mag and tag us. Hit up Jeremy. Hit up me because we want to see how are you doing the one thing. The one thing, I can repeat this over and over and over because just the one thing, if you do that one a day, it's just consistency, consistency, consistency. And that is what breeds good habits. That's what breeds success. So hit us up tag us in your stories what's that one thing because we want to know we want to see how you're growing how you're leveling up happy 2020 happy new year i am so grateful for you all man thanks for listening to the Golink show i really appreciate you because if you're listening right now you're just listening and <laughs> where you're listening after the main interview and i appreciate you listening to the whole thing happy new year man let's make 2020 the best ever don't be that person that just says 20 2020 is my year and people say that every year and then two weeks in they forget about their goals make a goal that you can enjoy the process and the result right 
if you don't enjoy the process, you're not going to do it. Like, of course, it's not easy every day, but if you love the process of enjoying it on the way to the goal, on the way to the result, because the goal is the result, or sorry, retract that. The goal is the process. You need to enjoy the process. Those are my two cents. Have a wonderful, safe new year. And remember, if it's anyone, it's you. If it's any time, it's now. My name is Ben. I love you. I love you. I love you. Have an amazing day.